Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Ethan Bartlow, Houston Dynamo Defender. Well, I'm going to say Defender slash Midfielder joins us. How about that, Ethan? Does that work? Uh, uh, I like the sound of that. Um, I think, I think I'll get a little bit of crap from, uh, the guys on the team, but, but I like it. So let's just talk about this Los Angeles win for me, the most comprehensive, uh, win of the year. It happens on the road. It's against the LA galaxy, very talented team. Um, how do you position it? Um, I think, I think it was a great performance from, from the whole team, honestly, um, I think going in, we were a little, maybe a little confused why they, they rotated their lineup. I think we took that kind of personally. And I think that kind of showed. Yeah. So you, you were expecting to get Chicharito, Douglas Costa. Is that what I'm assuming here? They didn't. And you guys maybe took that as a slap in the face a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think definitely they, they think they can just cause they're at home. They can, they can beat up on us with their second team. I don't think that, I don't think we like that at all. Yeah, so you find motivation in different ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so look, you get 34 minutes against L.A., and they're very important minutes. Uh, at the end of the game, there's four center backs on the field. Um, you're playing – I don't know if this was as much of a hybrid role as it was against Nashville. I, it seemed you were tucking in a little deeper more at times with that against Nashville. Tell us about the role, and, and, and obviously it's – it's almost as though you're becoming a little bit of a specialist in this role as well, and it provides you another opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to, to help the team and to get on the field. Um, but it was a little more of an advanced role than it was against Nashville. Um, it kind of started as the same against Nashville, and then obviously Daniel came on at the end, and, and it kind of pushed Darren Seren and I forward a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, just, just trying to do whatever I can to help grind out the win. So you did a great job by the way, and congratulations on the win. I, I should have said that from Thank the, you. Top of yeah. the, the interview. Is it somewhat comforting knowing you're going to be defending like that and that you have two guys behind you? Cause normally when you play a center back, it's only a goalkeeper. Um, it's, it's in a way it's more comfortable in another way. It's almost less comfortable just cause I'm not, I'm not used to it as much, but um, yeah, I think when, when Tim and teenage are behind me and then even Dan at the end uh, it's, it's pretty easy to, to feel comfortable in those guys ability to defend. Talking to Ethan Bartlow, Houston Dynamo uh, has helped them see out games. He uh, had his first ever start in major league soccer. We've had him on the show before against inner Miami in that road win. So you've been a part of two road wins. That's pretty big considering, you know, the, the last couple of years of dynamo on the road, it has not been good. So you guys must be feeling pretty good. Do you see this win over LA and do you, do you get the sense from the guys that this is kind of a platform game, one you're going to put a circle around and kind of go back to and just go, Hey, remember what we did in LA? Yeah, I think it's definitely something we can build off of. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, it's more about the next game than the last game um, for us. So, so I think we're all excited to, to go to Kansas City and hopefully move on in the Open Cup and then uh, finish strong before the break on Saturday. 
What's the message to the fans? Because, you know, a lot of the fans say, oh, why don't we take uh, the Open Cup serious? Uh, you know, nobody talks about it. It's not promoted. Um, we are a club that has won it once. Uh, what's the message to the fans in your opinion? Because I think sometimes as you get closer and closer to the, the holy grail of winning it, people seem to get a little bit more serious. Uh, yeah, I think I think for us, it's always been serious. Even if even if we're rotating the lineup, the, the 11 on the field are going to go out and do everything they can to get a win. Um, and, and for me personally, as someone who's maybe not starting as much um, in the MLS games, uh, it's an important important way to get minutes to get starts under my belt. Um, and yeah, like we, we take it very uh, seriously. All right. You get the start against Seattle two games ago. Um, of course you went to the university of Washington, PAC 12 defender of the year uh, Pacific Northwest. This is, this was a big night for you. I would have to think in your career, you performed very, very well against one of the top strikers in the league in Raul Rui Diaz. Obviously, the Dynamo lost one nil, but but what personally did that night mean to you? Because you know you got all these Pacific Northwest ties. Uh yeah, it it meant a lot. Um, it kind of kind of a, I've kind of a long history with the Sounders. Um, obviously, growing up a fan, um, they didn't want me when I was when I was really younger, and then eventually they did. But but I was happy where I was, um, and then just to kind of see that all to come to fruition and play against them. Um, it was, it was a really awesome experience. Um, and then I, I know a bunch of guys on their team. So it was pretty cool to see them too. All right. You said, uh, and before, well, I'm going to go back to that. What about Raul Rui Diaz? What makes it so difficult playing against him? He's just, he's everywhere. Um, him and Ladero both, both move a lot off the ball. Um, and, and they always want the ball at their feet. Um, and then in the box, it's easy to lose track of him. Um, I think maybe a little bit on the, on their goal, we lost track of him a bit. Obviously, we were scrambling a little bit defensively, but but he's someone you absolutely have to look out for. So is he trying to hide? Is he trying to get on the blind side? Are you going to take us into some of the little tricks that a guy like him provides? Because look, um, they're not going to service him in the air with guys like you around. They're obviously going to play to his feet. He's five foot seven or eight. So he wants it at his feet. What are some of the, the, the tricks you're seeing from guys like him that you probably wouldn't see in the college game? I think most of it's just kind of double and triple movements where you kind of move into a space where maybe you don't want the ball. And then that opens up the space where you do want the ball. I think, um, I think DQ is actually really good at that stuff too. Um, but it's just, it, it's tough to deal with because you have to, you have to honor the first space they go, but then he doesn't actually want it there. So it's tough. So collectively, how do you guys work against mobile forwards like that or players like Ladero and Rui Diaz as a group? How do you deal with these types of guys? Um, I think first and foremost, it's just uh, our, our back line, making sure we're, we're in the same line, we're compact and everything. Um, and then communication's huge. A lot of passing these guys on to each other. Right. Yeah. So if they, if they check in, we pass them into the midfield. Um, Tim and I would, would always make sure we're talking back and forth, um, knowing where he is, where Ladero is. Talking to Ethan Bartlow, uh, University of Washington, also Houston Dynamo. Numbers this year, seven games, four starts, 438 minutes played. All right. So this has been a real year of opportunity for you in year two. You, you, you got that 90 minutes, which was important with the Dynamo 2 team. 
and here you are getting minutes uh, with the first team. Uh, you know, to get to this point, were there ever any moments you had the injury? Were there ever any moments where, as a professional athlete, a little self-doubt creeps in? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think last year was just a tough year for me all around. Um, couldn't stay healthy, and then when I was healthy, I, I couldn't get minutes. Um, obviously, it was it was kind of a tough year for the team as well. Um, and then this year, it's just been great. Um, even when I haven't been playing, it just it just feels like a a whole new team almost. Even though a lot of the guys are the same. What are some of the things that's going on with the staff that makes this difference? Because it, it obviously looks like a more tied together unit. You're getting more results. Um, what is it? Um, I can't say enough about the staff. I think they're just so they feel very approachable and they're, they're almost like relatable to us. Um, obviously they were all players. So, so they know kind of what, what the players want in a manager. So, so I think that's been, it's been really good. Um, just kind of the relationships there. So as a professional soccer player, how much one-on-one -on -one time do you have with a coach or an assistant coach, Chris Martinez, maybe he's, he was a center back. I know in his day, um, how much like one-on-one -on -one conversation do you have maybe during the course of a normal week? Um, they'll, they'll just kind of pull guys aside through training um, in, in the facility. I'd say as defenders, we actually talk the most with Jimmy um, and he works at the back line a lot. We do video just as a back line, um, but he'll, he'll just kind of give you a little pointer here and there um, and, and walk you through what you kind of have to do for the game. Um, so it's been great. Ethan Bartlett talking about Jimmy Nielsen there, another one of the Dynamo assistant coaches. Um, all right. So heading into the Open Cup plan in a place like Sporting Kansas City against Sporting Kansas City. What's the expectations coming from them uh, tomorrow night? Uh, a win. Nothing more to it. Um, I think we've, we've shown we can go on the road and get results. Um, and, and it doesn't matter what lineup we put out there tomorrow night. I think we're, we're hoping for a win. Sporting Kansas City and, and, and playing against a team that's very aggressive in your own ways. And, of course, Paulo Nagamura was underneath Peter Vermees. So there's probably some coaching tips and, and, and identity that he's picked off from him. Um, you've watched them this year. You saw the game. You guys went there and you lost 1-0. You were pretty defensive that night at that stage of this season. Um, what's different this go round? Um, I think within the locker room, we almost felt like we, we maybe showed them a little too much respect. Um, not, not in a negative way, but I think we just, we didn't, we didn't go into that game trying to play our game. It was almost reactionary. And I think, I think tomorrow night we're going to go into it wanting to play our game. Sure game evolving. What's different now? Is it evolving from an attacking perspective? How is it evolving? Um, I think, I think uh, from the beginning of the season, you could kind of see they came in with the goal of, of kind of solving the defense a little bit. Um, and then now we're starting to kind of piece that together, piece that together with the attack. Um, and, and I think Saturday's result um, kind of shows what we can be. Yeah, the quality of those three goals, we're talking to Ethan Bartlow, 3-0 victory over LAFC. 
great quality. I mean, these goals would stand up in, in any league in the world. I would say that in a New York minute. Um, you guys have to be proud of, uh, of that result and those types of goals. But would you agree with that? That sometimes, you know, we don't get the respect. Quality of Pasher's goal, the quality of Sebas with the little flick. And then, of course, uh, Thor with, uh, you know, we thought it was Cristiano Ronaldo there for a second with all the stepovers. Yeah, I think those are those are three great goals. Um, I, I can't say enough about those guys and and kind of the development that we've seen, um, especially from from guys like Sebas and Thor um, this season. I think earlier in the season, maybe maybe we we're still getting accustomed to that. Those guys were still getting accustomed to the system, um, but I think I think the only way to go is up from here. So I'm going to take you back to what you were saying about Seattle. And you, you, you did say that uh, there was a moment there where they didn't take you in, in the early stages of your youth career. Can you think back and even being, how old were you when that occurred? First of all, um, I would have been 14 then. And I was, I was the most disappointed little kid. Um, but no, yeah, it was, it, it ended up being great for me. Was it a source of motivation? Was it, a, I mean, do you look at that as a positive? Because listen, we all know uh, there is disappointment in, in the, the runs of a career. And I think sometimes, you know, I don't know why it's being said now because players are going to Europe, but you know, a lot of times people, ah, oh, you know, the American players coddled the youth system, the money, all these things. Did that, do you remember that as being a source of motivation for you after you got over the kind of the pain of, of not being accepted right away? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like literally a week later, I, I tried out for kind of a crossfire pre-academy uh, up in Seattle and, and I made that. And then I was crossfire the rest of the way through high school until college. Um, so that was that was huge for me. And uh, that's kind of what what got me started. Crossfire's got a big reputation, right? DeAndre Yedlin. Isn't that Bernie James up there? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Bernie. That was, that was my coach for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie was a defender. What'd you learn from Bernie? Um, most of what I learned from Bernie, I can't say out loud, but <laughs> um, um, no. Uh, That's kind of what I remembered the one or two times yeah. I played against him. Yeah. No, but he was, he was great um, in terms of not, not making anything pretty. Um, just grinding out results, wanting to win everything. Um, and as a defender, it was all about don't get scored on, like nothing else matters. Ethan Bartlow joining us here on ESPN 97.5 Soccer Matters presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Outside of speed of play and the normal answers that a player is going to give us, jumping to the professional level from the college game, the quality of the players, what would be one or two things that at this level now, uh, in year two for you, that makes it different that that you're adjusting to um i'd say just kind of being on your own in in life almost um like whether you live by yourself or not um you really you really are on your own because everyone's out there grinding um to play to get paid whatever to feed their family um and so you kind of you you have to definitely be rooting for the team, but you also have to kind of look out for yourself a little bit. 
is it isolating sometimes? I mean, are you at home with your thoughts alone? I'm thinking about you in year one when you had the injuries. And I know what it's like to have an injury. You almost don't feel a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think last year, especially like the, the guys were great. They were very supportive, but at the same time, like I would go home and, and have had nothing to do. Um, I was injured. Um, and yeah, it just felt kind of alone at times. With the focus being on getting healthy and get and getting fit again so that you can go back in there and compete for the playing time. When you were at home, what else did you do other than think about that? I'm sure you thought about that constantly, but was there any other thing you were able to do, people you talked to? Um, it's just, for me, like just talking to family, friends, just trying to almost take my mind off of it um, was big. Um, and it, it was just kind of, it, it's big for the mental health. I think that's something that people don't, don't talk enough about. Yeah, it's challenging, right? Because everybody sees you running out with the uniform on in a beautiful grass field, but they don't realize you might be sitting home uh, critiquing your game. Do you critique your game when it's over? Do you do you go back and look at your own game? And yes, I did this well, man, I don't like this. I mean, I do that on broadcast. I always come up with something I didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. You, you go back and watch the game, um, maybe rewind a couple of times on specific plays um, that you did well or did did bad on but um yeah it's watching film is is huge really is the second time around you see a lot of things certainly even from my perspective uh, on television well listen ethan thank you so much we wish you the best of luck against sporting kansas city in the open cup and then on to real salt lake this weekend keep up the great work been enjoying watching you thank you so much for joining us tonight yeah thank you thank you for having me waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.